Hello and welcome to the eighth episode of the Football Index podcast, I believe. Yeah, that, uh, yeah, it is the eighth. Wow. Going through these very quickly. They're very enjoyable. And today I've got our Football Index from the Football Index Twitter ecosystem. I guess you could call it that. On board with me. So go on, R, introduce yourself. Yep, um, uh, I'm uh, R, as uh, as as you just said. Um, I can be found at uh, R underscore Football Index on on Twitter. Um, I've been uh, part of uh, the index from sort of January, late January 2016. So, will be uh, nearly two years in a couple of months. Um, and yeah, been uh, been trading sort of actively throughout that throughout that whole time. Mm. Yeah, I've known uh, R for quite a long time as well. On Twitter I've you know most of the guests that I've gotten so far I have known for quite a while on Twitter but you're you're quite good with the memes aren't you on um on Twitter I, <laughs> yeah I do yeah. like uh you know sometimes when you click the football index hashtag there's you know a lot of whining <laughs> a lot of this a lot of that you just yeah. love when shit is going down when there is <laughs> when there is terrible situations when people's <laughs> money's on you love posting a naughty meme, don't you? So, yeah, well, it's uh, you got to have a you got to have a laugh. There's a lot of um, sort of negativity around the the football index Twitter. I guess it's just the nature of the beast, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just uh, yeah, I just kind of like to like to enjoy myself. I wouldn't ever kind of sort of rub anyone's kind of noses in it when when it's really going bad. But um, you know, you can't you can't help but laugh with uh, with, with some of the stuff that goes on. This. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, I mean, I. I think the Go. the people that do sorry the people that do best on this platform is, you know, the ones that take it seriously to an extent, but then they also remember that, you know, until that money's back in the bank, it's just you know pretty numbers on the screen to quote exactly. our good friend RC. And yeah. uh, I mean he, I mean he very famously has a had a bit of a nightmare where he was at a barbecue during the during the Griezmann debacle and yeah. uh, he took it really well. He was, you know, saying it was the most expensive burger he'd ever flipped and stuff like <laughs> yeah. that. And I, exactly. I love, I love people who take it in their stride. I love people who, you know, can lose like 500, 600 quid or whatever and just be like, you know, next on to the next one post a meme and then move on really yeah i think i think you do need to understand that um you know what, what you're dealing with i mean you football index obviously great we can we can all make you know a lot of money but at the same time uh flip of the coin you can you, you you can lose it just as just as quickly especially when you're in sort of speculative trades banking on the on on transfer moves that that may or may not may not happen mm. um as as a lot of people got burnt on uh, Griezmann, including including myself. But I was luckily to see it um, a little bit quickly, as I as I wasn't cooking cooking dinner <laughs> like RC. But um, yeah, that's uh, that's that is unfortunate. Um, but yeah, it's all you know when you're especially in the summer and you're in uh, you someone as high as Griezmann um, was. You do need to <laughs> keep an eye on it, and it can it can induce quite a bit of stress. Uh, you know, I have to say. For sure. I mean, um, I, don't, I don't really bet in an orthodox manner anymore on like Bet365, Bet for whatever. I have a dabble with the exchanges every now and then, kind of trade in and out of positions. Not yeah. very often at all, usually at the beginning of the season. But I mean, back then, you'd love a, love a tenner or whatever and lose it and you'd be like, oh, on to the next one. I don't yeah. really see why anyone in the index should see, you know, I mean, it is completely different from betting to the ex to an extent, but even if you invest in like, I don't know, stocks or 
certain companies that are really small they could take off and they could die i mean like 95 percent of startups or whatever don't really make it so if you had invested in you know those 95 percent then you would have you know potentially lost a lot of money and you know anything you put your money on is a risk to an extent so yeah. i think people need to sometimes take a step back and when they do join the index i think they see some of these large portfolios like i mean you and i have been here for quite a while and we've managed to accumulate a good bit of money on the index but that doesn't mean it's not come without any adversity oh, exactly, it doesn't mean yeah. it's come very easily we've lost money at times you can't always win every trade so yeah i think people need to realize that when you do get on you need to prepare yourself in terms of it's you know making money in life isn't easy whatever you do so to come onto football index and to expect you know thousands really quickly you need to grind research you need to do your homework and you need to stick at it you know you, you can't be put down by by a lost trade you need to learn and hopefully in the long term you can make some good money yeah exactly exactly i think a good uh, a, good, a good kind of tip i was thinking about this earlier um is to is to kind of keep um statistics on your own on your own trades if you can um keep, keep track on your own uh, portfolio i know um you have a video where you where you introduce uh, your viewers to like a spreadsheet um the concept of keeping a spreadsheet um i think that's really good because if i think back to the summer um it's kind of like uh they that there's a, there's a quote in in the sort of poker world um, where you will you'd be able to recount um, the huge hands that you've that you've lost, but you couldn't recall one that you any ones that you win. Mm. It's just human nature to kind of mm. sort of dwell and remember on the on the stuff that's kind of hurt you. Um, and when I think back to the summer, immediately I think I think to Griezmann. I think to um, the you know the times where it seemed like I was selling uh, Ivan Perisic at a loss for like the seventeenth time. <laughs> Uh, same with same with Bellotti. Um but then when I look back at the stats and and uh, generate the graphs and the Excel spreadsheets and stuff, it's actually uh, the summer was actually really good. And um, you know, if, if I wasn't sort of keeping an eye on on my results holistically like that, I'd probably be sort of thinking about the, the summer in, in more of a negative light. So um, you probably are if you're not doing it, uh, keeping results, you probably are doing better than than, than you think, really. Mm -hmm for sure for sure definitely very very wise words there are you a, yeah thank you <laughs> you're a poker player yourself is that where you heard the expression yeah i used to i used to be quite into quite into the poker um when it when it was the big you know the big poker boom yeah, yeah. um i was a university student at the time so it was you know coming come at the right time sort of yeah. for me got well into it um and actually even ended up uh sort of dealing cards at a, at a local poker room as oh, well wow. so had a little cool. sort of part-time job on the side to do it doing that and uh That's a cool job to have, yeah. isn't it Yes, uh, it's pretty, it's pretty good. But um, yeah, I don't, I don't get the, really the time to kind of invest in it as much anymore. And I've, yeah. you know, I, I still sort of log onto one of the sites and have a little, have a little go now and again. But mm -hmm. nowhere near the, the volume as, as I used to. Yeah, I think it, it used to be quite. I mean, not, not that long ago. Maybe like six, seven, eight years ago, it was like the massive thing, as he was saying. I, I mean, yeah. I sometimes have a beer with my mates and play not very often at all but i was watching uh, or listening to rather the have you ever seen any of joe rogan's podcasts yeah yeah i was actually listening to uh one on the way home from yeah from so was i actually so was yeah. i it was one about like um this this guy who was like a some sort of psychedelic mushroom specialist like a 
microbiologist who specialized in fungi it was really interesting check that out if you guys okay. are interested in that kind of weird shit um yeah one of those where you're listening and you're like shit that's really cool but, <laughs> but going off in the tangent but anyway back to the um yeah i was watching the dan bilzerian one and he was saying how obviously he made a fortune um playing poker yeah um but he was saying that it got to a point where there were these like uni students who were playing like 15 tables at once all, all on their like on like 10 compute screens making yeah. absolute killing and using like certain software to to maximize their potential gains but um yeah it's something that i've always been quite interested in poker it's always i uh, always have a debate with a few mates how what percentage skill it is and what percentage luck it is um but you know those are those are things we won't dwell on for too long <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> before we uh, make this the the poker podcast but yeah. you know for those of you who wanted to hear like a two three minute segment on something other like other than football index and there you go but yeah. back to football index anyway um <laughs> um so ipos that have come out recently yep. what have you done in preparation for them how have you found the process so far and um i don't know if you read my blog that i did the first the, the other day um talking about potential solutions to the couple of issues that i think are prevalent in the index at the moment due to the ipos but yeah what what are your general thoughts on this kind of topic yeah i did the i did read read, read that blog actually yeah it's, a, it's quite an interesting one um i think i think generally i think i was i was with sort of a lot of people when uh they they announced that they plan to kind of release all of the all of the squatters as penny stocks as they as they used to be called um and uh kind of all worried about you know the, the effect it would have on on the sort of the top the top of the market or the first team the whole of the first team even um when you think um you know you've got you've got guys at the top of the index who are probably like you know five or six pound per share at the time and you're thinking you could pick someone up obviously not as not as good but um if you could pick them up for you know a couple of pence each then you know it is kind of tempting to kind of sell your you know five uh harry canes to pick up you know 400 you know, random guy that you that you think is going to get a yeah. big move to the Premiership, and yeah. and and why not? Because uh, the amount of uh, capital appreciation, if if those shares were released at you know a couple of pence each, would be would be huge. The, the potential upside is is, is massive. Um, so yeah, I think quite a lot of people were were kind of worried about the the effects of that, um, and they 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 didn't really need to be, as it turns out, because the the football index have obviously sort of released these these players at quite high prices i mean surprisingly high prices that we've kind of um that we've all kind of talked about as you say you did your blog on it and there's been, there's been uh, some conversations in in sort of the previous uh, podcast of yours that you've that you've discussed it with you know rc and dna in, the, in their episode um so it's all very good um you know conversation uh, again like like yourself i don't really know what what their answer could be if you know james milner is still sitting there at just you know two pound 30 for forever um whether they'll just leave it and just let the the index growth just kind of grow around these players and and leave them like that um, i mean that is obviously one option it's not ideal for them um it could stagnate the, the market a little bit um so yeah it's um it, it's a tough one and i think i think you're right when you say i think they're just gonna 
get through these these IPOs and then and then kind of monitor it and and address it if need be going forward. So that would be that would be interesting. But yeah, I think um, I think we're all kind of happy that they didn't release them as penny stocks as they, as they said. Um, but I I do think that they've probably gone a little bit too far the other way. Um, but yeah, I don't know I don't know which ones which which one's better which one's worse really. Yeah, I mean the the whole point of that blog I think was to emphasize the the difficult position that football index were put into oh definitely yeah like i mean probably by us really as traders. <laughs> yeah there were there yeah. were some who you know if i had a massive massive portfolio and it's you know relatively substantial but it was if it was huge yeah i'd probably have sold up my whole portfolio if they were coming in at ridiculously low prices yeah but yeah i mean i mean it's a really tough one it really is i do think the thing is, now that it's done, they need to offer the solutions to the two issues that I thought are the most, you know, the most important issues out there at the moment. One of them being how players can reduce in price from their IPO price. Because I yeah. genuinely, down to my heart, I don't believe that James Milner will be £2.30 in like six months down time. Yeah. It's It would just be a farce. It, it would just make them as a platform look ridiculous. Yeah. Because imagine think... coming on the index, sorry, but imagine going on the index for the first time, <laughs> yeah. seeing James Milner at £2.30 and then seeing someone like, I'm just going to pick someone like, okay, Callahan came on today and he's trading at what, like 170 Yeah. You're yeah. going to look at those prices and be like, what on earth is going on? And yeah. you're going to think like, well, you know this x player y player are bargains compared to james milner and that's not really how it should work it's slightly false in its advertising and you know secondly obviously there's that issue of circulation which i think is also quite important you know every player has come in at 25p they all pos like you know potentially have the same shares in circulation whereas yep. Okay, I mentioned Tar Tarvin. I don't know that's how you pronounce yeah. it. I'm not very French, am I? Um, <laughs> uh, he's got like 1,400 shares in circulation, whereas Meza Erzel has what, like, I don't know, like 20,000 or whatever? Yeah. From 25 pence. So it's it's kind of ridiculous to that extent. When you, when you think of it in that way, you're like, okay, they have to sort that out and they have to sort out the problem, which is, you know, stagnated prices. How they do that, they're going to come up with some, you know, probably very creative solutions. And I think also they're going to look at how we've reacted. They're going to see that no one's bought bloody James Milner at £2.30. I'm trying to think off the top of my head of outrageously priced players. And then they're going to see that people did buy Reese Nelson today. People did buy uh, Callahan today. They are going to look at those factors yep. and think how they can then either reduce it. Uh, future IPO prices and think about you know slowly reducing those existing prices which are really stagnating at the moment yeah it seems it seems they did some kind of you know analysis on them to see what kind of their their I guess what their PB scores would have would have been I guess and because um, there does seem to be quite a lot of uh, you know variation in in the prices so I'm assuming that's what they've done and that's why we're seeing you know some come in at you know over two pounds some come in at you know 40p um, but yeah, like as as you've said, you know James Mueller last year, he was, he was playing a lot more. He's he was on the penalties. He's not he's not so much like that now. Um, 
but they are in a kind of a, a tough position because even if sort of one person's bought, you know, a hundred James Milner, you know, bless that guy, but <laughs> they can't, they can't just suddenly, you know, halve James Milner's price without kind of compensating yeah, the guy or, or at least giving him, you know, buying his shares off him forcibly. But I, I, mm. I mean, whether they can, they can do that as in their, as, as per their terms and conditions, I, I don't know if you really, if you really wanted to hold on to your James Milner's, you might be, you might be annoyed about, about them doing that. But um, it's, yeah, this, uh, that would be the ideal situation, I guess, is that they would they, that they would be able to, you know, purchase those 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 shares from from the from you know the few people that have bought those players, and then and then just re, you know reduce their their price just instantly um, to what the, to what they think might be a, a reasonable price. Yeah, no, I, I echo a lot of what you said there. I think, um, yeah, if if they are looking at reducing prices of players that are, you know not vastly owned from their IPO price, but, you know, a few people have bought. Um, they're going to have to come up with quite a creative solution. I don't know what their terms conditions say in terms of, like, voiding bets, because technically that's what it would be if you had 100 James Milners and someone bought them back off you, or yep. a company bought them back off you. Like, that would be like having a bet that's been cancelled on Bet365, right? Yeah. Um, so I suppose, technically, if they have, in their tech terms and conditions if it gesticulates that they can basically under any circumstance void bets when they want to an extent it it will have to be something more specific to do with like a specific reason or whatever but um yeah I'm, i'm sure they will find a way around this issue i think this is only a hurdle for football index i don't think this is going to limit its long-term growth let me make that clear if any of you read my blog and were like jesus christ the fig (laughs) everything is going to you know burn basically that's not what i was thinking i just thought that you know we have to be slightly cautious to an extent because i saw a lot of people tweeting stuff like you know well i bought x player but they've only actually you know come in at one pound so they're technically like 20 peaks they've gone up to one pound 20 i'm like no, you should not approach the index at the moment in that manner because yeah. you don't know how they're planning on reducing prices yet. And you full well know that logically and, you know, sensibly that should happen. You know, football yeah. index could turn around and be like, well, we're not actually re- going to reduce them. But what's your plan if they do? I think that's when you go into any investment, when you put your money anywhere, you have to have that mindset where well how am i going to leave this position how am i going to exit this trade what price do i want to leave it and if you're under the impression that well he's only actually 20p not one pounds 20 i'll wait till he's like two pounds 20 do you know what i mean it's 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 quite strange it's toyed with a lot of people's minds i think and i think um another kind of detrimental sort of uh, you know, factor in, into this is that if you look through the the, the top sort of two hundred now in the first team, i.e. the the only two hundred players that are eligible to win the uh, media buzz, there is a lot of uh, there's a lot more players in there now than there was before all of this that you know just simply have no chance of winning that media buzz. So the kind of the ones that are still in that in that first team that are you know not buzz magnets, but they they always got a chance. Um, they're they're sort of dividend um expected return has has kind of gone up a notch as well um because it's that little bit more predictable now if if, uh, if that makes sense um yeah for sure so th- that is another kind of 
predicament there. Um, like you say, unless that, uh, you know, the Forvin uh, guy, however you pronounce it, unless he uh, unless he comes to the Premiership anytime soon, you know, how is how is he ever going to win a, a media buzz? So it's kind of like a it's kind of like a dead place in that in that top two hundred, um, and you know, increases uh, everyone else's chances by at least that you know, point five percent. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I echo that opinion as well. I mean, there are players like David Luiz, Fellaini, Herrera, Giroud. Lindelof. <laughs> Lindelof, of course. Lindelof, how could I forget? My players favourite um, player, yeah. You know, actually could rack up a few buzz wins. I mean, <clears throat> Fellaini was on really good form before he actually got injured. Yep. And uh, I'm pretty sure he... I'm not sure if he won a media buzz or a performance buzz when he scored two goals. Not sure if he won either, but that kind of media buzz potential and even performance buzz potential um, because he was scoring uh, quite freely, that's kind of mitigated to an extent because he's now in somewhere in the squad and he's quite a lowly player index-wise because he can't win media at all. So it's quite quite a predicament there. I think um, someone... I mean, someone mentioned earlier, or not earlier, the other day, um, how they think this could impact the transfer window and how some players who are really low in the squad who get linked with Premier League teams might not see that big a spike anymore. Who knows? Because they won't be eligible to win media buzz. I mean, I'm personally under the impression that that kind of that kind of hype will still propel those players to an extent. What What are your thoughts on that? Kind of yeah, um, it's it's something that I kind of considered as well, um, and I think it was um, uh, RC who mentioned it on the on your previous podcast. Um, I only listened to that kind of the other day, so it's kind of fresh fresh in my mind. But um, yeah, I was I was also thinking about it that way, um, and yeah, I, it, you know, it's a, it's one that kind of remains to be seen. I guess uh, I think they will still benefit from a from a good good spike because I think what people's kind of thought process will be in, in general would be, okay, so this guy is going to be moving to the premiership. You know, he could be on for some media buzz here. Let's, let's, let's buy some futures and, and get that capital appreciation on his, on his value. Um, but also hopefully others will do the same and, and we will get him into that um, top, top 200. So there might be a, there might be a little bit of a, of a bar to kind of get over there. Um, but I'm sure we'll see uh, all over Twitter people kind of promoting those players and saying let's get this guy up into the first team. Like you know, um, yeah, I'm sure we'll see all, see all that. Um, and yeah, the you know the prospect of of some uh, some of those uh, media buzzes um, for that might might just get them over the over the edge. But I'm not sure. I wouldn't like to. I wouldn't like to bet on 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 how it how it's going to play out. To be honest, and it's it's kind of up in the air at the moment. So we'll have to we'll have to wait and see. Yeah, for sure. I also agree with everything that you've just said. I think it might be interesting, though, those players on kind of the border, you know, uh, I don't know what price the lowest player in the top 200 will be after all the IPOs finish, but let's just say it's 150 yep. for argument's sake. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, it could very well be. Um, if you have a player that is about 120, 130, who gets linked with the Premier League club, say they get linked with Manchester United, those are the usually the big hitters. Yep. Are they going to see a bigger spike than someone who's, you know, 90p? Even percentage-wise, like, there could be a lot of people who are like, right, I'm going to buy 500 because this guy could legitimately 
you know, be in the top 200 tomorrow. And if these rumors persist, he's going to be even in an even, even, sorry, in an even stronger position in that top 200. So yeah. I think that's one to keep an eye on. I reckon that's something that I'll be keeping an eye on a lot when the transfer window opens, if there's any rumors on those players in that kind of area. I, I'm just going to kind of monitor the way their price moves before I actually, you know, put my money where my mouth is. But it's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, they could get a uh, kind of second wind like through, through yeah. that. So yeah, so once they've just broken into that top two hundred, then people see them and go, okay, well, I'm I'm on for that media buzz now. So you know, let's invest and where they might have been put off before, where they were sort of slow low down in the in the squad. So yeah, they might once they reach that bar to get into the top two hundred, they might go on as a on a second wind. So yeah, like like you say, it would be definitely one to like an area of the index to to keep an eye on and see what see what the behaviour is down there and and see if you can spot any any trends. Even more so if they um if they actually have any articles the next day. So if they break past that one pound fifty, you know, theoretical barrier that we've just talked about. If they do break past that, then they're in the top two hundred the next day you wake up and you see them at like 157 or whatever and you think well as you said you know let's buy some more that second yeah. win kind of and also if they actually have any you know media buzz articles to their name you go through the media buzz when you wake up or when you're on your commute or whatever or at lunch and you see them actually picking up some some traction in the media and you say well now they're up there and they're actually gaining some attention people aren't really going to sell and uh yeah so definitely that's that's going to be a an interesting thing to look at but i just yeah. wanted to pick up on a point you made quite a while ago about um how you think that football index obviously did some research into what players should actually ipo at and you know this is going back to the ipos yep but i i actually mentioned in my blog that they should have been slightly more thorough slightly you know more clever about it you know using james milner again I kind of showed in that blog why there is no reason he should be valued that this season rather than last season. Mm. And, you know, I also think some of them have been off the cuff, to be fair. I think, do you think, I'll ask you this question, do you think Ruben Loftus-Cheek would be coming in at £1 tomorrow? So we're recording this on the Tuesday, the yeah. 14th. And this is, you know, the IPO list for f- the 15th of November includes Ruben Loftus-Cheek, who recently had a really good performance for um, for England, and he's starting for Crystal Palace, and he could potentially go back to Chelsea next summer. Who knows? And actually be a successful Chelsea loanee, which would be a miracle, wouldn't it? Yep. But, um, do you think he would be IPOing at £1 tomorrow if he didn't play well for England? Um, better yeah. yet, if he didn't get called up. I mean, yeah, it's 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 hard to say. Seeing some of the some of the players that um, have IPO'd for that for for a similar value, um, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if he if he was being IPO'd at that price, even even without his England involvement. Um, to be honest, and I think you know um, one pound isn't isn't kind of too bad. The amount of hype uh, Loftus Cheek is getting at the moment is kind of kind of ridiculous. As a Chelsea fan uh, myself, who's seen him seen him play quite a few few times, um, all right, he played you know decent in the in a friendly in a nil nil draw in a friendly. Um, but I saw on, on Twitter earlier Chris Sutton saying that he's better than Fabregas, which is, <laughs> 
he's mental. I know Chris Sutton <laughs> is exactly like the beacon of of football knowledge, but he like, he's still a footballer, and uh, yeah. for him to kind of claim that it's just it's he's just quite mental. a good footballer as well. I don't, know, I don't know what he's talking about there. To be fair, yeah. <laughs> I know. So the so the so the hype is the hype is real. So you, you know you don't know this could be, you know he, he could be the next kind of Rashford. You, you yeah. know the 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 rise that Rashford got, but for I mean. Sure. To, for him to kind of reach the the heights Rashford has on the index, he would have to come back to Chelsea and solidify a place in that in that first team. And yeah, I'm not so I'm not so sure um, Wait, Chelsea so he, is going to be the place he's going to he's going to do it if he if he is going to do it at a at a top club. Yeah, I mean, I do think though at the moment Chelsea's you know central midfield isn't as strong as it was when when Matic was there, particularly. Um, I mean, as soon as Kante got injured, I think they looked slightly more rocky. And I think it's coincided with Ruben Loftus-Cheek playing quite well. So it's suited those narratives from yeah. a journalistic perspective. Like, Kante's injured. He's probably the best central midfielder in the Premier League, in my opinion. He gets injured. Any team would be affected. Like, oh, yeah. Um, and so he's he's gone off injured. Chelsea have you know gone through a, a rougher patch without him, especially in that position. And it's coincided with Ruben Loftus cheek, you know, balling out against Germany. So yeah. um, that, that was um, that was a strange one for me, though. When I saw him at one pound, I was like, they definitely planned on IPOing him a little bit on the cheaper side. But they saw that performance; they knew there was a lot of hype. And you know what? He probably would have won media buzz that day if he was yeah. in the top two hundred. I was thinking about that. I was going on Twitter, I think, after work, and I saw the amount of articles that were about him just starting and I think that was a really low media buzz day and um I think probably Neymar won that day right so um you know that's another positive for those holders of those big players who won't drop out the 200 as you mentioned prior that someone right like Ruben Loftus-Cheek won't be able to steal their their media buzz away from him but um that was that was a really strange one for me to see him at one pound I mean it's not the most overpriced thing I've ever seen in my life considering these IPOs but I definitely considered the factors that were at play in terms of the hype behind him just because of that England debut. Yeah. Um, yeah, as I say, it's kind of this... And, and they're, they're kind of IPO sort of re- releases and when they release the prices, they, they, they do come to kind of fluctuate quite quite a bit. Mm. Um, I think they started off quite, you know, I won't say low, but, you know, medium priced. Um in, in general and then they kind of sort of for the second week I think it was they they started coming in a, lo- a lot a lot more expensive to start off with and now they're kind of like sort of yeah, some, teetering, some, off, some, teetering some, off a little bit some of those prices were absolutely I remember just reading some of those lists and just being like who has done this who is yeah. actually like and I can imagine being at a computer imagine if I was like the social media guy of Football Index and uh, someone's just passed me over the list I would have genuinely like double taked and looked at it like you seriously want me to put this online and they'd be like <laughs> yeah do it those are the prices we've been instructed to use and i yeah it's absolutely absurd i know yeah i mean three pound for it for i don't think we were see we, we were expecting to see three pound or or close to three pound um for any of those squad players no matter no matter who it was um so anyone at that at that price to be to be ipo that is 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 kind of crazy it makes you kind of think you've got quite a lot of people on 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 twitter who who did quite a lot of research into the squad players and their kind of pb 
eligibility and what kind of scores they they were expecting from some of the squad players and i don't think uh you're looking at those prices and you're thinking what does what does football index know about you know florian forvin that that nobody else does <laughs> exactly <laughs> i mean like... the thing is as well like he could have scored really badly but the first day he was eligible for performance buzz he racked up like 280 points because he scored two goals and, uh, <laughs> it, was, it was a bit like the fakir one where everyone was like, oh is he going to be good is he not and then he won pb on the day he came up <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which was it's ridiculous like, yeah um, just kind of like vindicating their yeah. their decision to uh so i think they've been quite lucky in those in those two particularly like with the torbin one i think everyone was just like two pound 70 who on earth is going to touch him and then he scored yeah. two goals, one PB. Ridiculous. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. 18, 18p on his on his first day on the index. Cheers. Yeah. yeah. He's, uh, you know, technically worth 18p though. So go and grab yourself a bargain, everyone. I'm joking. <laughs> don't, don't actually do that because, again, <laughs> we don't know how they're going to drop. So, yeah, don't do, don't do. Well, I mean, if you really want him, buy him. But, you know, yeah. um, don't, don't I mean, buy him with the thoughts that he is 18p. That is I mean, he's, right. he's 26th. On, on the index in, in in terms of in when you when you saw him by by his price from high to low twenty sixth yeah. highest price player on the index which is crazy really it's, and it's funny like um do you remember when uh, people used to be like oh who who do you think will be top three by Christmas on the index be funny yeah. if you just you could have picked like any random player and they could have like accidentally or like potentially IPO'd him at like eight pounds and you would have been right like oh yeah I think Tarvan's gonna be you know top five um and it wasn't too long ago that we had um messi at that like six pounds or whatever and he was top and then it kind of went down to the four pounds three pounds and two pounds quite quickly whereas now as you've quite rightly pointed out you have to go all the way down to 26 to see torvan and uh Urzel at that kind of price um which is absolutely ridiculous um just just to go back to ruben loftus cheek i know quite weirdly remember i think ian wright said that he thinks he's better than bakayoko which <laughs> I think uh, I think what happens with it is is they kind of like out try and outdo each other. So someone will say, "Oh, Chelsea don't need to sign uh, Ross Barkley in in January because they've got Ruben Loftus Cheek." And you and you go, oh, "Yeah, yeah, fair point." And then someone else will kind of want to go one up on them and say, oh, "Chelsea shouldn't have signed Danny Drinkwater because they've got Ruben Loftus Cheek." And you're like, mm, "Yeah, not sure about that one." And then someone goes. Ruben Loftus Cheek is better than Bakayoko, and you're like, nah, not not really sure about that one. And then Chris Sutton goes, oh, he's better than Fabregas. Like someone will be claiming he's better than than Cante yeah, at some stage. Crazy, um, the way it's going, crazy. It's crazy. Um, it is purely absurd, isn't it? I mean, it, it's not like Bakayoko shit. Like I actually, as an Arsenal fan, advocate that Reese Nelson should be above the pecking order. Uh, he should be above Fear Walcott basically because Fear Walcott is absolutely useless now. I think he's, you know, lost it as a footballer. I won't rant about that too long, <laughs> but um, but to say that he's better than like a 23 year old Champions League semi finalist who will probably be going to the to the World Cup with France, to be honest. Yeah. Um, thinking about France's last squad off the top of my head, I'm no like French national squad expert, but they had um, I think they had like Moussa Sissoko in there. I think they had uh, Morgan Schneidlin in that squad. Now you've got the, you know, the Talisos, the Bakayokos, the Kantes, the Pogbas that are going to get in there ahead of those players. So I think he'll be, you know, one of the ones that goes goes there. And to say that, to say that Ruben Loftus Cheek after like ten senior appearances is better than him is absurd. Although I do think he's really good. He's yeah, I mean he's he's, he's definitely powerful, got the potential. And quick, and very yeah. good technically. He he's got the potential to get there, but. 
but you know, we're, we're not, getting a bit of yeah. at the moment. <laughs> yeah, no, Bakayoko, he's uh, you know watching it, watching this season um, for for Chelsea. He's had um, he's had some really good games, and he's had some he's had some pretty pretty dodgy games. But you know, it's his it's his first season in the Premiership. I think he's he's come in and he's done a, he's done a decent job, especially when uh, you know in those games where where we we had lost Kante, um, uh, although we didn't. We didn't, you know, we had a we had a bit of a, a rocky patch during that period. He didn't uh, he didn't, you know, disgrace himself with his with his performances in there. Um, so yeah, I I I quite like Bakayoko. I think you I think he will come good um, at yeah, Chelsea. Um, I agree. I think he's decent. I mean, um, yeah. Sorry if you guys think this is turning into like a, a <laughs> yeah. London football special, but I, I will move back to the index now. And um, interesting thoughts by a few about how the fancy football or fancy Premier League uh, platform could be influencing certain football index prices. So I'm going to say Sane for starters. He and Sterling actually as well. Both of them incredibly high in price at the moment. Well, I mean, you know, it's all subjective, but yeah, for me, high. And um, I'm not saying sell, I'm not saying buy. <laughs> um, but um and a lot of those rises have come quite quite recently. Another one, Richarlson, that's come up from um, from the squad or one of the recently IPO players. I think he IPO'd at 120. I think he's like 170 now, which I don't remember the last player who played for like a lowly team. Well, not, not that lowly anymore. Watford are doing quite well. But you'd think yeah. they finished like, you know, top nine-ish this season, right? I can't remember the last player who was worth that much you know in a from a from a proportional perspective sorry in terms of the rise like i think wilfred zahar when he was linked with with clubs but just in in the season when they aren't transfer links what like you know what are people seeing like they are really just buying because he's he's playing well from a fancy perspective i know what do you think you've seen a kind of a slight shift um, I, I wouldn't say uh, a, a shift. I think I think you might be uh, you might be onto something there. I think people might be kind of buying buying the name, and uh, you know, Sane is obviously having a, a, a good season with with Manchester City. But in terms of his kind of dividend return on on the index, it's it's, it's not that not that great actually. I don't think he's uh, he has even won any returned anything in dividend wise, um, Sane uh, at all. So. Um, and he's sitting there, at, you know, twenty fourth in the in the in the team uh, in the first team. Sorry. Um, so yeah, I think I think maybe it's, there's a little bit of that. Maybe people are thinking, well, you know, he is obviously playing playing very well. Um, you know, Kevin De Bruyne has obviously had quite a few uh, uh, performance buzz wins. So why not Sane? Um, that could be factoring into it a little bit. Um, and I think it's it's potentially. You know, people looking for traders looking for the you know the kind of next sort of area to get involved in. I mean, um, Messi is you know riding high on the index for uh, over nine pound. He has been for for quite a while now. Uh, Harry Kane and Neymar all, all um, you know seven pound something. So I think people might be sort of like, you know scrolling sort of down further to to look at some of the the more cheaper players rather than uh, you know potentially put off by the you know the apparent um, size of the of the prices of you know those kind of stalwarts at the top there um so i think that could come into it i mean i'm you know i'm, I'm not really sure i mean i'm not um 
the sort of the, the trader who would who would be interested in in Sane at two pound ninety five at all. Um, but you know, other people may may see that as a as an opportunity. Who knows? Mm-hmm. One man's rubbish and another is another man's gold. Exactly. That is the yeah. Standard, isn't it? But um, yeah, I mean, I had Ben Dinnery on the podcast recently. He's like a fan see idol and i think you know i'm not going to toot my own horn but i think that um exposed quite a few fancy football you know veterans to football index which i'm quite happy with because i've i've spoken to a few fancy accounts and um i think a lot of those you know bigger fancy accounts are kind of getting to grips with the index before starting to advertise it or tweet about it um which is really good to see i'd quite like to see some sort of bridge created before the uh, between the two communities sorry so if you're you know a fancy football player and you do have a fancy football account you know do hit me up we can do something on the the podcast or we can do some sort of uh you know football index v fancy football podcast kind of thing which would be quite cool have like two people on each side and we can talk about both both platforms well, I, I think, think that's be... um, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I think um, that was de- that's definitely what they've uh, what they've kind of always tried to try to tap into. I think even before um, performance buzz was was a thing. I think um, a lot of their sort of business taglines included uh, the fact that there's you know X amount of million people playing you know fantasy fantasy football that they that they kind of want to want to want to tap into. And performance buzz definitely uh, helps with that a lot because it's it's directly linked into uh you know individual performances in 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 games um so i think yeah they're with, with that they're kind of you know they've got their you know venn diagram where they've got you know football gamblers in in, in one circle they've got uh you know fantasy football players in, an, in another circle and then to a lesser extent i guess uh another another circle of uh people who like to who like to do trading you know actual traders forex traders and and the like um and you know if you if you belong to any of those kind of categories or or, or ideally more than one of those potentially all three then the football index you, you know you that is is basically made for you uh, because it, it it encapsulates all those kind of th- those three things um and and you know satisfies the uh the need the need for for that for those for those people yeah no i i totally agree i think they were you know their advertisements on like in 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 the city in london on the tube i think that's kind yep. of aimed towards uh you know the big brokers and city city traders um and then i mean it's it's funny you mentioned the actual like fancy audience as something they wanted to tap into because i created a you know a football index like fancy football league for football index users if that makes sense i don't know if you're part of it i think I'm not no. ah well join yeah join <laughs> but um yeah i actually approached adam cole and some of the people at football index and i was like oh i've actually you know managed to get like over 100 i don't know how many people they're like 130 40 50 people onto it and i was like could you offer some sort of cash prize for the if the person who's top at christmas and then the person who's top at the end of the league or some sort of like top three bonus i don't know like 100 pound bonus 50 pound bonus 25 pound bonus to the top three yeah. and uh kind of the response i got was well why do we want people playing fancy football when they should be on the index yeah and i I don't know if i mentioned this before on on this podcast but um found that quite a strange response i was kind of like 
you do realize they're not your competitors. They're a free platform that have over like four or five million users. Yeah. And you're like pretty much in the middle of that and gambling and stock trading. You're somewhere in the middle of that. So exactly. you're not competing with them. You're you're like i don't know i can't even ex- explain i can't give it like a really good analogy you're like the the coke to their fanta kind of thing I, yeah i mean they are competitors but people will drink both to yeah you know? yeah they should uh you know the best i think probably the best thing they could do is uh is advertise on the uh on the you know the, the fpl site the if not the official one one of these kind of big uh sites that that kind of uh you know supplement that that you know the user sites that that give tips and um they get a lot of they get a lot of hits and if if that's def if you know i think now that um performance buzz is is kind of fleshed out we've now moved to the to the um to the double performance buzz dividends i think you know now would be the time to kind of really kind of you know grab that area of the market and and say you know look at us over here we can uh you know financially reward your uh your the skills that you've you've honed on the on the fantasy football so i think um i think we've said before uh you know the best thing that they could do um is is to is to roll over um performance buzz into the into the world cup um and then heavily go heavily into the market in around that you know tap into world cup fever um all the fbl players are you know uh, are looking for something to do in in the, in the off season with the world cup um something to sink their teeth into and the, and the index could be the could be the place that they they could do it and that would be the you know if i was their marketing manager that's what i'd be uh i'd be focusing on for sure well mate you sound like you should be their marketing manager. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with that with that kind of pitch if you're, if you're listening and you work for football index, <laughs> yeah. at our underlying football index is your man yeah to roll out those uh whatever plans you've got for the world cup but it's interesting you talk about the world cup because a lot of people are fixated with it even though it's very 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 far away if you think about it we are in november yeah and the when does the world cup start like july early july yeah probably around then yeah that is a long way away that's like eight months away right i mean it goes in a flash in hindsight but i mean we got what was it performance but we got triple buzz media dividends performance buzz and ipos or penny stocks whatever you want to call them all in what nine months even less than that six seven eight months so for people to be like oh yeah i'm gonna buy this player for the world cup because there's gonna be pb during the world cup mate you you have no idea how this platform (laughs) could change in eight months oh yeah definitely we were like eight months ago um Yeah. And just to, and just to be clear, they haven't said that they 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 will be doing uh, PBM. Yeah, no, is, I just is... think they'd be uh, it'd be, it'd be remiss to to not to do it for the World Cup and and kind of cash in on on that and tap into that that <laughs> you know World Cup fever. Well, at least while England are still oh, in it, which yeah. which could <laughs> which could might not be for long. So we always yeah. think it's going to be longer than it is. Never <laughs> yeah. ever ever is. I mean, you know since i've been alive they've done really badly which is unfortunate for me um but yeah no with the world cup i think we we could see some sort of like totally new branch of football index by then like or we could see a football index with three hundred thousand users if it's marketed correctly so the hysteria and you know the hype could be at its peak and let us hope that it's that it is actually um i wanted to quickly talk about uh you know 
And like I talked about this in, I think it was maybe the last podcast with um, with FI analysis, where I had a bit of a rant about someone who kind of questioned my credibility and stuff, which was quite shit for me. Um, but I recently got um, kind of like a po- podcast hosting service, which is quite good. It's like $19 a month or something like that, um, which is like, what, 13, 14 quid a month. Not too bad anymore, considering I've just started a job and I sometimes get some money from directly from Football Index through affiliate stuff. So I kind of feel it's quite nice to take that money that I'm making from people joining the index um and pump it back in and yep. try and uh, try and actually produce some better content but it actually shows me how many downloads each podcast gets and um since sunday which is when i uploaded the one with football index analysis i think i've had i think the football index guide podcast had over like 250 downloads which is a lot more than i thought does get and that's not okay. even including the youtube views so um yeah. a lot of sneaky people listening out there um <laughs> not making yourself known and if you are listening make yourself known um i'm always very happy to take on board any criticism feedback i mean i had a chat with a guy who was a heavy android user told me he was walking around with um youtube open on his phone and i was like mate i actually feel really bad i'm gonna try and sort that out and uh got this podcast hosting service um and he could play it. He could play it, you know, while he was he had his phone locked, which is great. You don't want to be walking around with YouTube open, in yeah, your pocket gonna, all the time. Gonna, so uh, kill your battery, innit? Yeah, it would. I mean, you'd be lo- using a lot of four G as well, there, mate. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> if you've got if you've got a really hefty bill and it's my fault, you know, <laughs> happy to, to to push a couple buzz wins your way. But um, no, yeah. So you know, little comments like that they really do help because I do think um, when you are starting something like i'm trying to create content and stuff it's not like massive steps that you take it's all the little ones in between so any comments any um you know suggestions that people have i know people like r and rc and you know dna and every basically everyone else i've had on this podcast and all the other people i know on twitter through football index they've all given me pointers they've all given me suggestions i know if you guys know mark ct the 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 epic salesman that he is he is one guy that I've known on football on Twitter for for more than I'd like to share, um, but uh, <laughs> he he's an avid Android user. Will refuse to get an iPhone by any means necessary. He's a bit of an idiot like that, um, and he was like, "Yeah, I'm, I'm using this. I'm using this to to watch it." And I think he probably uses YouTube as well. And eventually, I mean, I'm going to do a bit of market research actually tonight and see how many people actually still listen to it on youtube and if everyone has access to some way of listening to it without youtube then i won't bother posting anymore i mean um it, it will clog up my youtube feed it'll mean it'll be strictly videos there and be podcast on itunes podcast and you know on uh google play or whatever the hell else i do for stupid android users i'm sorry if you're an android <laughs> user i am actually yeah i do have you a uh, i do have an ipod as well um, ah so that's how yeah. you listen to it. i can subscribe to the uh to, to the podcast yeah mate did you know like about 10 years ago right apple developed this this thing which was like a phone and ipod all in oh, all right yeah and, <laughs> yeah uh, that that could be something that you could look at there <laughs> the funny <laughs> thing is actually my, when i say i've got an ipod the actual ipod is an iphone it's just an old it's the iphone uh free i think it is oh, that i've that i've kind of 
just use for an iPod now because this is you are retro, cheeky. mate. You are. I know that, that <laughs> must hardly move. It's absolutely, it's absolutely fine. Yeah, it's, uh, nice. it's, a, it's a miracle, really, for an Apple, an Apple, um, you know, piece, piece of kit because don't, don't they have a sort of internal timer that destroys itself after a couple of years to force yeah, you to do, buy the next one? It's a miracle that it's still going. I think. Yeah, I mean, I recently couldn't update any more apps because I hadn't updated my um, iPhone. Updated it. <laughs> could update apps after that point but my phone was a bit slower so thanks for that apple but i will still continue to buy your products because <laughs> i'm used to them and it makes my life easier it's more practical um but yeah we've got another tangent and uh, if you you know if you do like these kind of tangents do let me know if you fucking hate them uh let me know as well and we will keep them to a minimum but i think we've been going for like 50 minutes huh? so um okay. That's uh, <laughs> having fun, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. You sound uh, slightly disappointed, but surprised at the same time. So, you know, work on that tone. Um, right. So, uh, yeah, thanks for watching, everyone. Thanks for the support. I mean, I've clearly got more support on this podcast than I actually think since I've started hosting it on this new thing. 250 downloads since Sunday. So that's like three days, which is crazy. I'm going to post next Sunday some stats um, on how many people are actually downloading and listening to it which will be pretty cool um and thanks very much for coming on board R. i think we've we've had conversations about life football and football index so all yeah. three rolled into one what more could you ask but yeah, seriously if you, for, if you uh, did dislike yeah, thanks for having me let me know but yeah go on you can you can sign yourself off there R. sorry for interrupting that's all right no worries i'm just saying uh yeah thanks for having me it's been a it's been a blast and uh yeah if you want to uh give me a follow on twitter if you don't already it's um at r underscore football index um yeah let me know what you what, what you think of the podcast yeah and uh do do follow him for memes and if you do <laughs> follow him check out his check out his profile picture it is oh brilliant, brilliant. it is yeah basically one of like football indexes if you're listening on the podcast by the way and you're not on twitter or anything it's one of the like earliest football index adverts which is like a guy on his phone and he's just like photoshopped one of the letters on from the football index title it's the f yeah and, yeah uh, photoshopped the f and he's taken off the little like bottom bit of the f to make it into an r which yeah. is <laughs> from like personally as someone who is like a pretty proficient user of photoshop it makes me feel sick yeah but i mean i wish it was done in photoshop <laughs> it was done in uh, microsoft paint um which so which i think makes it a little bit better to be honest yeah, it does. Uh, <laughs> but yeah it's, uh, i've taken the f from football index because there wasn't an r in in there and uh so i had to improvise and i think i've done yeah. pretty well <laughs> i think it's i think it's beautiful i think it's absolutely yeah. it's one of the funniest things i've seen on football index i mean the thing is i never really noticed it for ages and we followed each other for like <laughs> nine months or whatever maybe even longer and i never ever ever realized it so you've been really sneaky about keeping that um, that's how that that's down. how good it is yeah it's brilliant yeah absolutely I mean, brilliant so do... i mean i think you picked up on the rc's one straight away and oh, uh, yeah. mine's, mine's flown under the my one's flown under the radar somehow so yeah, yeah. i mean uh, i often talk about rc he's got the the, the rc in in like a chalk white bit of writing <laughs> which is absolutely it's so good i love it love those two profiles it's my favorite ones but yeah um hopefully you guys enjoyed this thanks for watching if you're you know not subscribed to the youtube channel or the podcast do both of those and if you did really enjoy this give me a review as well on the you know on itunes or whatever you're using it does really go a long way into ranking the podcast so 
one day if we have like 50 reviews i think we've got like 11 now then you know we could be breaking some of those podcasts that are only talking about football and not football index so we really get the football index name out there got a really decent opportunity here so thanks everyone for watching and uh see you guys next time